This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. Next game. When do we consider the Vikings a threat to win the NFC? They beat Arizona again today, still only have one loss. Uh, only when we think there's a way for Philadelphia to not get the number one seed. Because we saw that matchup. Not Yeah, not only that, but Minnesota scores a bunch of points at home. They've averaged, they've, they've scored at least 28 points in every home game. They've got to play there, in my opinion. So we take them seriously in that they can win the NFC North, get a home playoff game, and win that against an NFC wildcard team. Oh, dude, I mean, they're winning the North. Yeah, so that's, like, they would need. They're four up on the loss column on the Packers. Yeah, they need chaos. They need absolute. They they would need the Eagles to lose a divisional round game or something like that, you know. Yeah, but or I mean, the Niners I, to get injured. I don't know something like that. That's yeah. It's just it's it's just it's a weird thing. They 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 have one loss. They have they have star talent, and you know if I like, would you be shocked if they like beat the Cowboys in a playoff game? No, I, not at all. I wouldn't, right? Like they can make it to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. So I guess in, to answer your question at that point, you'd have to. You'd have to say yeah. that they're. That's what I'm saying. Like the, and I, I know this has been a theme of mine now for like four weeks. But and I, it, maybe people are like, no, we want you to just talk week to week about the specifics of that game. But the goddamn Minnesota Vikings have one loss, and I don't really consider them a contender until you start doing hypothetical matchups with teams that it would take for them to play in the NFC playoffs. And you're like, Oh yeah. Well, short of what they did against green Bay in week one, they don't have like a signature game where America sat down to watch them and they won, you know? Yeah. You know, they have, they've been out of sight, out of mind. They beat Miami when Tua was out, you know, they haven't really played in a spot yet. You know, they still got Buffalo later. Let's see what they can do there. They still have to play the jets. You know, I think they play that entire division, which is 500 or better. So they'll have opportunities outside of the NFC North. They've taken care of business in, in division. I actually, again, watched that game, and I'm intrigued by Arizona with Brown, Hopkins, and Connor if they can get Connor back. Because if they have Brown, Moore, Hopkins, Ertz at tight end, and Connor, then they should finish ahead of the Rams. And if Seattle were to come, like, we're trying to find seven teams. They've got an offense on paper to be a seven, an eight, when nine is that era, when, That's a good point. When When is the Cardinals-Seahawks next game? Like, when do they? When well, do they, they already win? lost to them. They right. already lost like that. In, I think it was like 19-9 or something like that. Or 16-9 was the final score. Yeah, I don't know. I'd just be, I'd be interested to know. Because, like, that, that division is just so unbelievably open. So... I'm going to try to pull. I'm well, they've to... lost to the Rams and they've lost to the Seahawks. I know that. Yeah. So November Arizona... 6th, Bill says. 
November 6th. Okay. So they That's got, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Next week, next week, we'll get to see it. Cause my fighting Geno Smith's still in first place in the, uh, in the NFC West. Okay. Next game, Carolina, Atlanta. What is the bigger story that the Atlanta Falcons are 500 in first place in a division mm-hmm. or DJ Moore taking off his helmet and not getting an extra point to win that game more by far. That to me is a horrible rule. Yes. I remember the Browns lost a game. It might've been their expansion year because the dude threw a helmet after the last play of the game. They got like a stop on fourth down or like they thought the game was over. I think it was Rudd was the guy's last name. He threw his helmet. They flagged him. They kicked a field goal and they ended up losing. Yeah. Um, I had not seen it. That's like 20 years ago. I've not seen it come out again and cost a team a game. I still haven't seen it in a way where it like, was it a taunt? Was it just the strict interpretation of you can't take your helmet off or was it a taunting penalty? I'm confused. Yeah. I mean, what I saw was took his helmet off. You know, he jumped it like he kind of like jumped up onto the stands, like kind of quasi Lambo leap. Like he was celebrating fairly like, you know, whatever, but dude, it's so dumb. The play was over. He yeah. took his helmet off. He wasn't even on the field to play. He was behind the end zone. Like if he would have just like his helmet off and like ran off the field and been out offside out, outside of the field to play, I think that would be allowed. But because he was celebrating and lingered back there, it's a penalty. I don't know. It's just I felt bad for for Walker, for the quarterback. Like how many moments is that guy going to get? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Like he might he's he's gonna probably get the rest of the year there. Well, okay, the sure. Things. But they're but they're awful. So how like how many situations is PJ Walker gonna have to throw a game winning fourth quarter Hail Mary in the in in the NFL? That might be his only chance. There was a great throw too. It was, an it was awesome not a throw. It was not a luck play. He threw it behind the defenders that were in stride with Moore and threw it where only the wide receiver could get it after he rolled out on the play too. Yeah. It was tremendous. It was, it was great. So I just, I was like, Oh my God, like your whole I life. I got to say from that moment, the minor league quarterbacks, the guys that played in the bullshit leagues, Walker and Heineke, they are fun to watch. I mean, these I guys, Heineke. it's kind of like Flutie come and Jeff Garcia and Flutie and the old CFL guys who come back to the NFL. There's something about the way that they play that as backups, it's fucking entertaining, man. It really is. Yeah. They, they, I don't want a backup who is going to just run my offense and, you know, check you don't want down. A Cooper Rush. Check, right, check down Josh McCown. Check check down, be super conservative, like execute gameplay. Chase no, Daniel. I, yeah, I want a chucker. I want yeah. I want a live wire act. Three hundred yards, three touchdowns, three picks. Let's like six interceptable balls, fifteen air yards per pass. Like yeah, really re- really get after it. Uh, all right, this game was the only matchup today of winning teams buried smack dab in the middle of the rundown. Giants, Seahawks. Seahawks win one, both, or neither, making the playoffs. Whoo, boy. Wow. I get – this is going to sound crazy. I get a little bit – I get a little bit of 
99 Rams vibes on the Seahawks a little bit. Okay, well, let's slow down. Well, but hear me out. The great receive the two great receivers, yeah, Lockett and Metcalf, the slot guy, Oz Hakeem, Mark Marquise Goodwin, great running back, Falk Walker. The redemptive well, Marshall Falk's a Hall of Famer. Walker has two starts. Who cares? Okay. Well, I, I mean, can't I can't deal with I can't refute who cares. I mean, well, hold on a second. I'm not saying that he'll have a Marshall Falk career, but we see young running backs have Hall of Fame years all the time. Now, maybe the next year they fall off a cliff. Maybe they never do it again. I mean, you were in Kansas City. Guys like Larry Johnson did it. I mean, Priest Holmes was amazing for two or three years. I mean, it happens. I mean, I I think this guy is right now one of those dudes. Well, so... I wasn't going to do the historical comp, but I was going to ask you the following. Geno Smith, Kurt Warner's the last one, obviously. Let me at least say that. They'll make a movie about him someday, too, maybe, if his yeah. wife's a compelling enough character. Do you think Kevin James could play Geno Smith? Or no, Kevin James did, plays Sean Payton. He already did Sean Payton. Sean Payton. No, he's got the football movie thing down, yeah. My bad. I thought he, yeah, I forgot who played Kurt Warner in that They'd movie. have like a 70-year-old Denzel Washington play Geno Smith because I feel like – all right, can you name the teams in the NFL with more points scored than the Seattle Seahawks? Uh, well, the Chiefs had a bye week, so it can't be them. They're or, the only one. They still have more even without playing this weekend? Correct. That's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, okay. They are the only team with more points scored. Baltimore Ravens uh, are are right there, and that's your list, buddy. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Yeah, you know, I I hesitate. And, and, the, and the Bills are a game short, so you know they're they'll 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 be there too. But I mean, I, right I, I I hesitate to say the Giants because you know I think they can and, and probably will get to ten wins, which would be enough, but. I don't feel great in saying that. I mean, they Saquon did practically nothing today. They've got no wide receivers. Jones didn't turn the ball over, but really what happened to them today was th- their luck ran out. Their, their return man fumbled the ball twice, and that's why they lost the game, honestly. They were due for something like that to happen to them. Seattle felt pretty easy today to me. Oh, I had them. Yeah, I like to play a lot. Uh, yeah, like the Giants keep winning and they get absolutely no respect in the gambling market. Like that tells mm-hmm. you something. Mm-hmm. So, and well, the other and New York, the other New York public was like just like, too. "Oh, no, DK Metcalf." So I'm going to bet the Giants. Like that just that that felt so easy today. The other New York team had the same thing going for them today, where they were an underdog. I think for the 21st consecutive time against the Patriots. Yeah, that's that's a crazy stat. Um, but so oh, for the record, I'll say one. Okay. I don't. They're both. They're both not making it. One will. Um, Who's the one? I think it's Seattle because they're the better team. I yeah. I I get. I give slight lean to Seattle, and I just. I don't know. I don't have the same faith that you do. That the Cardinals are gonna. Cardinals or Rams are gonna wake up. I still like San Francisco out of the division, but I, I could see Seattle getting the seventh seed. Okay. Dolphins and Lions. I, I 
I'm going to lay out my opinion here in the question. I didn't watch the whole game, but the numbers are just completely ridiculous again for Tua. But when you see the highlights or the recap or they go in on red zone, it feels to me like it is spectacular plays being made by Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell on largely or too often underthrown passes or things that are schemed pretty damn impressively. But Tua's numbers are amazing. But these receivers are literally off to a historic start, right? Waddle had eight catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns. They've got almost 1,700 yards between the two of them, a Super Bowl record for teammates through the first eight games of a season. Are we sure two is good, or is he propped up by a perfect supporting cast? No, you have to say he's good now because we look at what they've done without him in there, and it's not much. They don't. They have not won without him. And Bridgewater okay, is, is it Kirk Cousins? Is it Kirk Cousins with Dalvin Cook and Thielen and Jefferson, or before him Diggs, or is it Dak Prescott with three all pros sure. on the offensive line yeah. and uh, you know Des Bryant and yeah, and Zeke. I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay with that comparison. Like, you know, that, I was, that's, that's what I'm wondering. But, but you, well, you get worried about paying that guy, man. I I don't disagree with that. I mean, my I I've, I've been a staunch to a defender, but it was more along the lines of like, I think he's an he's an I think he's an above average average starter. He's not a guy that deserves to get benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jacoby Brissett. You know, shit like that bothered me. I didn't think he was given with Flores the the fairest shakes. Um, and yeah, I mean, you watch the game. Hill gets 20 yards behind the defender and he's got to wait for the ball to get to him. We know he's not a great deep thrower. He is trying to make those plays and he is because the guys are getting so open. But he's surrounded by this amount of talent. You can win with him. But I, I don't look I know, at him as I would just I if I'm a Dolphins fan, I would just be worried, man. I like you have they gotta make a decision on him. And I would wonder if we have cre- if they have created an infrastructure where basically anyone would be really productive, and then you wait till you can get someone special or you can get a, like a veteran who's special who wants to force their way there. Yeah, but let me but let, let me but let me say this though. I think if you flip the quarterbacks today, I think Detroit wins the game. Um, I think if you give Tua, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Hawkinson, Swift, Williams, I think he beats. Yeah. I think he beats Goff. So there's for me there's a tier from Goff who went to a Super Bowl and had one great year, and then up to what you're saying with like Kirk Cousins. And and Dak is a little bit above that. Yeah, but I'm saying like I'm saying like what we thought Dak was like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it. I, 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 dude, I'm with you. I think it's a tough call, but I also don't think because of his injuries and stuff and what's happened with him. I also am not sure he's played enough games where he we can say definitively that he can't get to another level above where he's at right now. 
And I'm not saying definitively that he can't either. I'm just saying based on but you're saying you're not going to give him forty five million dollars a year right now. And I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I, and, and, and I would just be terrified that like the production is such that you're going to feel like you have to. And they might have done such a perfect job of building the supporting cast that they would get 90 percent of the offensive production. Yep. With a quarterback who you could pay 30 percent of the salary to.